are listening to the Flame Central Podcast, your home for Liberty University Athletics. Liberty football moves to 2-0 after a hard-fought win against UAB. We'll break down the play of Caden Salter. How good has this Liberty defense been? Nine turnovers forced, and we'll also look ahead to a huge showdown with top 25 Wake Forest. It's all coming up on the Flame Central Podcast, powered by Alcova Mortgage. What's up? Welcome in. Liberty football 2-0. 2-0 after a huge love win it. over UAB. Love it, love it. Joe Yock, Matt Warner yes. here, Emily Austin uh, off gallivanting around oh, Europe. She Europe. seems like the type that would oh, gallivant. She's a gallivant. She's a gallivanter. Oh, yeah. yeah, so she's, she, she's having what they refer to in Virginia. Oh, boy. Central Virginia as a big time. Yes, big yeah, time out there. Big so time out of the Best of luck to her. Uh, is not joining hey, us today for the best of luck to Flame her. Central Podcast, <laughs> powered by... Alcoba Mortgage. Thank you very yes, much. Yes, absolutely. We, we appreciate that. And more specifically the show. within Alcoba Mortgage. Joe Yuck. Yuck Duck. It's a yeah, yuck. There we go. All right, let's talk about this game, Joe, because remember, Liberty was a six and a half point yeah. underdog coming into this one. And we're like, oh man, rainy weather, getting nasty. You're like, knew they were going to run the football. Knew they were going to run the ball. Yeah. And even more so with the weather the yeah. way it was. There were yeah. some definite concerns going into this one. Yeah. But the Flames find a way to come away with the win. And I think thinking about it here this morning, I was like, to get that win, to be 2 and 0 even, right. with a third string quarterback, yeah. how many programs around the country yeah. do you think, yeah. given that, you know, the, the quarterback issues that Liberty had with the injury to Charlie Brewer? throwing their third stringer out there would be sitting in the position the Flames find themselves in. Yeah, I mean, I know you could tell throughout the week with Hugh Freak. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. hey, I got a, I got a package for Caden Salter. Yep. I got a package for Jonathan Bennett. I got a, I got a package for Nate Hampton, right? And so it's like where, I think in his mind, he's staying up at 3 a.m. And, <laughs> and going, where's this thing going to yeah, go, yeah. right? And he went with Caden Salter the whole way. Yeah. And and to and he was hamping out those two. Yeah, yo, that's the right. Line. That's, that's right. Like, yeah, and how right. weird was that? That was odd. Yeah. I mean, he came in, they tried to, you know, get him in shotgun and yeah. run a little, yeah. you know, he's he's big tall, but that must be strange. Pouring rain stand, holding a clipboard. Right. Hey, get in there, yeah. kid. Let's try to win this game. Yeah. Uh, but uh did a good job with it. Um uh, yeah, but Caden Salter, I thought you saw him really progressively improve as the yeah. game went on. There was yeah, especially late in the game when they finally decided to take some shots downfield. Mm -hmm. uh, they tried a few times, but the one that to, to Mario Douglas, which he got a little, he got away a little. Oh, uh, little, yeah, it's little just, like, forearm, it's, it's just quick like, forearm it's just push like, off. Just a, yeah, I know you. Just yeah, like that I one, right? Yeah, and uh, he got away with that one, but that was a big play in the game, and you could see Caden Salter's confidence really start to improve. And you know, I know you had said you, you the the press conference that Jim Tree can yeah. elaborate more on with Hugh Freeze, uh, but. He had some times where the reads, you know, there was, he got scrambled too quick. Like, right. But well, that's natural. Yeah. I mean, that's, you're always going to go back to what you're, what you're most used to, what right. you're accustomed to. And so, but then there are other times where he did go one, two, nope, nothing's there. And he threw the ball. You think about that throw the no, Frith. That was a yeah. huge play. Yeah. So, so he, he, there was a, there's a lot of good things for Kane Salter to build off of. Yeah. Hugh Freeze, I was a little bit surprised at his press conference earlier today. He was very much down. In the way that he talked about Kane yeah. Salter. Now, keep in mind, coaches, that's that's what they do, right? Even after games, I remember games yeah. where Malik Willis, you know, threw for five yeah. touchdowns or whatever, and, and Freeze would be like, 
well, you know, he missed two reads. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's what coaches yeah. do and part of it. Part of it probably to continue to motivate Salter that, like, yeah. listen, you got a big win. Great. Guess what? Yeah. That is, was good enough to beat UAB. Yeah. Not going to be good enough to beat Wake Forest this week. Correct. So staying on in that way. But I'm with you, like, just in terms of the poise. Yes, there were some times where you saw Salter, like, against Southern Miss, he got out and was able to turn the corner. Yep. You couldn't do that against UAB. Right. And he kind of realized fast. they were fast. Oh, my goodness. And he kind of realized that, I think, kind of yeah. through the first half. Yeah. And it seemed like he started to settle in a little bit more in the second half. And the biggest thing we could say about him is he never made that big right. mistake. Right. Now, Freeze blamed him for the fumble in the fourth quarter when Malik Caper came in. He said he kind of, Salter kind of panicked right. and, and put it on the turf. And that ended up being, you know, it was a big play at that yeah. point in the ballgame. Yeah. But in terms of throwing the football, he threw some away. He yep. ducked out of bounds when nothing was there. Zero. He didn't kill them throwing the football. Zero interceptions. Yeah. yeah. Zero interceptions, which is and 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 didn't and didn't fumble. He didn't fumble the ball yeah. either. So that that was that is obviously a big part. But you know, it's it's you know, you feel good after a win like that. But like you said, you know, a coach, a good coach yeah. who's coached really good quarterbacks, right? Yeah. He's gonna be getting harder and harder for yeah. him because mentally, obviously, he's got. I mean, he's brand, he's a freshman, sure. right? Retro, retro freshman, freshman, retro yeah. freshman. So he's got. You know, is, he still has so much to yeah. learn. And I think what Hugh Freeze is saying to him right now is, "Listen, I'm gonna challenge you. I'm gonna challenge you, yeah. and you better get it right. You better get it right until he does get it right. Because you could think about this. Because if he does figure it out, <laughs> and he can sit in the yeah. pocket, and you you feel confident when Caden Salter drops back to pass that he can go. He knows where his reads are. Goes one, two, boom, and hits yeah. it. Hits the guy in the flat, or hits the guy. Whatever, whatever his reads are, and then you throw that in with his athletic ability to yeah. escape from the pocket. That's when you get the Malik Willis right, dangerous right. type of football player. Yeah, the interesting thing now you feel like it's okay. Can his knowledge grow faster than defenses can kind of look at the tape and figure yes. out what he's doing? You that, know what I mean, you're trying really, to stay ahead yes. of the game. A I mean, 100, man, that's a really, really good point. And the point is that uh, you're saying is the more tape defenses get on a quarterback, yeah. a young quarterback they've never seen before, right? The more they're going to figure out yeah. how to defend him. And so that's why you see a lot of these young guys will go out and have, oh, this guy is amazing. He's have a, he's had these great games. Well, then third game, fourth game. Yeah. It's like, oh, if you don't increase, what you're saying is if you don't increase your skill set as the defense gets more tape on you, then you become one-dimensional mm -hmm. and you will be defended. Yeah. Especially if you got, you know, Wake Forest, sure. Arkansas, oh, BYU, yeah. Yeah. Virginia Tech. The, the, if it, he has, he's got, and that's why one another reason why Coach Freeze is being so difficult yeah. on him. All right, let's talk about this Liberty defense. Woo. Because I got to be honest, early on, yeah. We're going, oh, no. Like, like the, the way UAB was running They're the football. Running but then you saw Liberty get better and better. I'm going to throw these stats out. Throw actually. it out. All right. Fire them away. First quarter, UAB ran it 10 times for 161 yards, <laughs> and we're like, oh, man, this is not good. Night. Second quarter, 14 carries, 67 yards. Yeah, 200 plus. Third quarter, 11 carries, 20 yards. Fourth quarter, eight carries, negative seven yards. Obviously, wow. the sacks played a role in that number. But you just saw the defense as the game went along yeah. began to assert itself. That depth certainly was a factor there. But also, it's just this defense, it's like they, you kind of settle in. There's a lot of veterans. Nobody's panicking. Yep. And, and listen to Josh Aldridge talk about it a little bit. He's like, there weren't a lot of huge adjustments. It was more so like, okay, we got a feel for it now. We started to tackle a little bit a little bit better, which has been kind of an issue in the first yeah. two games. And you just saw them start to wear down that offensive line, especially for UAB as we got into the fourth yeah. quarter. Yeah, 100%. And – you know, I went back and watched some of it yeah. again. Just, you know, you're seeing it live. Like, wow, this is pretty good with the turnovers. But when you go back and watch it, 
what Liberty did from, from the secondary, especially on the defensive line and the linebacker position, is they played angry. Yeah. Oh, there yeah. was like those, there, you, you know, you start getting on the running backs about fumbles and the turnovers. When you go look at those turnovers, like it, it's hard to blame the running back. Right. Like these were punch and rips. The, the one that Rocket Rahimi came up there and filled the hole on the, on the uh, three yard line. Yeah. I mean, he came up there angry. And Kendy Charles at the end of the game was playing. I mean, he might know how to sew, but <laughs> he he can sew angrily yeah. too. Because this guy could play football. He played angry, and so that was what I was most impressed. It was it was the hits, and when the turnovers happened, they they were they were punching, they were ripping. These were hard hits. These weren't just random giveaways. And like you said, we and we talked about it during the broadcast. Was you really started to feel as the game went on? that Liberty was starting to impose its will. Yeah. And then a lot of that was they were fresher because yeah. they had more depth. Well, I'm more encouraged by that yeah. than I am even the turnovers. Because, like, and I was just looking right now, only one team that's played two games this season in college football has more turnovers than Liberty. That's Western Kentucky. They have 10. Liberty's forced nine Woo. turnovers through two games. But as we talked about, that can be a little bit fluky, Right? Yeah. Like, you knock the ball out, it bounces left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They recover it, bounces right. Liberty recovers it. Yeah. Liberty has caused six fumbles. They've recovered every single one of them. So, it's There's not going yeah, to continue that way. That's right. But the one thing that is not a fluke and that is not random is the approach. Is the approach Correct. of yes. trying on every yes. play to get the ball out. Yeah, and Javon Scruggs, after the game, was like, that's become now second nature yes. for us. He's like, it's even to the point where in practice, other players yeah. are going up to guys and be like, hey, on that drill – you didn't go for the football like yeah. you should have. He's like, we're holding each other accountable. Yeah. So you're not going to recover every fumble, but it's that approach and always trying to create that turnover that's maybe more impressive than the nine, you know, six for six on fumble recovery. Yeah, it's, it's clear. Like you yeah. can see like the punch, especially the first one. Was it Kenny Charles? You know the first one? I think it. I think it. Kenny. Uh, also, I think we got a uh, Ahmad Walker was in there. I think Ahmad Walker made yeah, one, yeah. but it was it was like that was intentional. Yeah. It wasn't. Hey, I'm going to tackle the dude, and I just sort of happened to get my arm there, or he let the ball loose. Right. And it's not just the ball this squirts was, out. Yeah, this right. was a wrap, and I mean, he a punch to the ball, which yeah. which is like you said, that takes a lot of hard work and is very intentional. You know, to make one more point on the defensive side of things is. I really thought the play of the game, well, not necessarily play, the series of the game is, was in the fourth quarter when they called the timeout. Oh, yeah, right. And they decided, they threw the timeout. It was like, geez, you, you burned a timeout right here. They were going to go for it, and then they changed their mind last minute, and then they were too late in the play clock. They had right. to burn the timeout. So they burned the timeout. So after you burn the timeout, it's almost like, well, we can't burn the timeout and punt it. Yeah. So we're going to burn the timeout and go for it. And they went for it and got it. Yeah. And at that point, you thought, oh, if they go down here and score, we got ourselves a game. And it couldn't have turned out any worse for yeah. UAB because yeah. not only did they, after they got it, they ended up having a, the clock ran down. They and burned they ended like up in two like and a half or three two and a half minutes, minutes and, they and, it, and they ended up in like a fourth and 20. Yeah. Uh, and they had to punt. Yeah. Anyway, so that's when Liberty's defense really stepped in the meat grinder right there and yeah. said, okay, enough's enough after they got that first down and, and drove them back and made them punt. I thought that was, that changed the entire complexity of the game. Another key series that we talked about a lot during the broadcast was. 11 and a half minutes ago in the third quarter. It was a 7-7 game at that point. UAB had it. It would have been a 24-yard field goal. Chip shot. Yeah. Points were tough to come by at that point. They decided to go for it on fourth and four. They don't get it. The Liberty defense yeah. gets a stop. And that's one of those spots where at the time we were like, boy, do you not just take the lead? Right. And you always wonder kind of like how does that change the complexion of the game? Would it have? Who knows? But another time where this Liberty defense – 
Maybe they gave up some yards, but they just kind of had a knack. We saw it against Southern Miss as well. Yeah. Teams in the red zone, and Liberty finds a way to come up big when they needed to. Yeah, I mean, the the Rock Rahimi, the, the knockout on the three-yard line, yep. and then that one. I, and it's funny, I, and I shared with you before we started, I went back and I and I listened to the U, UAB yeah. post-game uh, podcast. Okay. And so it was like to get their perspective right. on it. And that was one of the first things they brought up. Yeah. They were like, hey, we like the play call on the fourth down, but – but, man, that's a risky call, especially yeah. in the rain. Like, points are by a premium right there. Yeah. And to not take those three points, you know, I, I really felt – I bet they're kicking themselves thinking, man, we should have kicked the field goal right there. Yeah. All right. Anything else that jumped out to you in that game that you want to hit? Uh, the interior of that defensive line was just uh, – Dennis Asagade, newcomers, great. Kenny Charles. Kenny Charles looks like he's gone. We saw last year yeah. there are flashes where you're like, okay, this kid's he's, – he's looking, he's looking like he's going to be a good player. Yeah. He has been just an absolute Animal. monster. Yeah, he's, he's unbelievable. Kenny Charles played. But I'll tell you, one of the things that really stood out to me is as the game progressed, how hard Day-Day Hunter ran the football. Yeah. I mean, he's not a big kid. Yeah. But, you know, you see, they had Skull Brown on their yep. side. So yep. they're, it was almost like, hey, watch this dude run yeah, like this. Right. Watch that's me right. run. That's what it turned into. And and Day-Day Hunter really, he he he, stepped, he, made, he was patient. He's able to bounce the ball to the outside. And then he got north and south and squared his shoulders up. And he finished his run. So I was really impressed with, with him and Cheddar Lewis also. Yeah. Both those guys did a really good job. Yeah. How many yards did Hunter day? ended up with 68 yards on 10 carries. So six yeah. 6.4 a pop. Shadro wasn't as effective in you know, only three and a half yards of carry, but they also got him involved in the pass game. He had three catches for 36 yep. yards, and that's something I would imagine you'll see them try to continue with Caden Salter. We yep. talk about trying to give him some easy throws yep. to just get some confidence, and the running backs thrown to them is one way to do it. Yeah, no, no, no doubt. Caden Salter will definitely improve, you know, through, throughout the season, I think. And like I said, as mentally as he's able to grasp more and gets a feel and gets more reps, that's definitely going to help him. You know, one of the other things that, that they talked about, and I, and I – if you, and I hate – I'm not a big coach critique guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because these coaches are putting game plans together, spending hours, yeah. right? They know a heck of a lot more than I do, yeah. Yeah. right? But one of the things that really surprised me from a UAB standpoint offensively was they were running the ball so well in the mm -hmm. first and second quarters that it was forcing Liberty's inside linebackers and Javon, Javon, Javon Scruggs to come down to the box yeah. – and become very involved in the run. And they were committing to it right away. I was very surprised that they did not put more play action pass on them mm. over the middle. Yeah. They hit the one, they hit the one play, play action pass early to, to uh, Trey Shropshire. Yeah. And they went for like what 60 some yards. But they never came back to that. And the linebackers and the safeties were so committed to stopping the run that I really felt as if they could have taken advantage. Big time with the tight ends, especially in the play-action pass. And they just didn't do it, which really shocked They me. really didn't. And the, the tight ends didn't even have a reception in this I, game. I, I, yeah. Which, or even, even if you like, hey, you get Shropshire, you put him in a slot. Yeah. Put him down in a tight formation. Give him a little fake block and then slip him out yeah. Then slip him out over the middle. Because those linebackers, were they were coming fast. You look at Dylan Hopkins, their quarterback, during his time as a starter now, um, you know, a year and a half or whatever it's been. Liberty has been the one team. That's given him problems. Yeah, no, Gave him yeah. problems last year at their place. Only 10 of 15 for 114 yards. And really by the time they got to the point where they needed to throw, well, by then the defensive line had just yeah. absolutely taken over and he had no time to, right. to sit in the pocket. Right. Yeah. It just I, I wonder if they're, you know, maybe getting caught up in a game if they're yeah. kicking themselves a little bit. Because they had that they had that explosive play. Yeah. You know, the play action, boom, hit Shropshire over the middle, he goes down. They ended up scoring. I think the Liberty ended up getting a stop there. Uh, but 
you got to go back to that. And what else it does, it helps your running game. Sure. Because now it's going to slow down. Like you get, if, you if, if you're a linebacker and you go flying up in there and they throw it over your head, exactly. It yeah. keeps you honest. You're, you're going to, it's, you're going to have to stick back and allows them to run the football better. So that just surprised me a lot. All right. One concern that I took out of this game, and, and you can tell me if there's any others that you saw for Liberty. And that was, it's one of those things where you don't think about it as much after a win, but the kicking game, second game in a row now, had a missed field goal. This one from 37 yards out. Nick Brown missed it uh, in the first quarter. And that's something where you don't, you know, you're celebrating the win. You don't really think about it. But those things could right. be huge and critical right. in, a, in a game down the line. And so that's something that Liberty has to kind of figure out. Yeah, I like the, uh, from a special teams perspective, I like the punt return that DeMar right. Douglas had. He had a real nice punt return there. But yeah, the kicking game is huge because what happens. What happens is, as you start coming down the road here, we've said it a thousand times, with the Arkansas, BYU, Wake Forest, uh, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest, obviously next yeah. one up on the list, is that your margin of error yep. starts getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And in order to beat teams like that, you have to play great yeah. in all three phases of the game. And special teams are a big part of that. So a kicking game has got to improve. That could be that could be a difference maker in one of these games. And there's nothing that just takes the wind out of your sails more on the road in a tough environment than coming up empty on a drive where you could have put points on the board. Even if it's a yeah. field goal instead of a touchdown, you miss a you know a, a makeable yeah. field goal, and that just that just yeah. kills the momentum or or just the feeling sure. of, for a team playing sure. on the road. And on, and on the other side of that too is also not just you know field goals obviously, but you have to make a game. If you're going to beat those teams, you have to make a game changing play yeah. in special teams. Whether that's a block punt, uh, you block a field goal, whatever that may be, a kickoff return. I mean, Shedro Lewis, yeah. Mario Douglas, these are explosive football players that can take it to the distance at any time. So taking advantage of those guys in the return game is going to be extremely important. All right. You talk about being a playmaker. Joe Yock in Alcova. <laughs> oh, yeah. You talk about a playmaker, Joe. Tell people yeah. what they get when they come see Joe Yawk yeah. to talk about, like, listen, I'm looking to buy a house. They need they need a home lender. They need somebody. They want somebody in yeah. the area, maybe, if you're in the Lynchburg area or outside of Lynchburg as well. We're not going to hold you no, to, no, to, we, to we, just we around town. No. What do people get? What, what, what's the advantage of talking well, to you instead of somebody else? Well, I mean, no doubt whatsoever that, you know, you're not going to Walmart to buy a vacuum cleaner. We've said that more than once. Yep. Okay, so this is the opportunity to either cost you a lot of money, right? This yep. one decision will either cost you a lot of money or potentially could save you a lot of money. There is a lot of different products that are out there available in the mortgage industry. It's not just, hey, take this and off you go. There's right. so many different products available. And what we do is we sit down, we let you know exactly what your options are, yeah. okay? And then what option best Fits you. We customize it for you, right. Matt Warner. What do you and want? you're not talking to some guy who knows yeah, where I, sitting in a call center. You're call looking center. across the table, staring in those eyes, yes. uh, talking to a real human right being. Right there, yes. Yeah. yeah, one on one, we sit down and talk and we discuss and what's, what is the right way to do this. Yeah. And it's one of the basic decisions you ever make in your life in purchasing a home and make sure that you do it correctly. And we do it right at Alcove Mortgage. Best team, best team in the business. And I, I can tell you that is actual yeah. fact as yeah. a satisfied customer. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Back to and, of course, Flame Central Podcast powered by, powered by Alcova, Alcova Mortgage. Mortgage. We yes. thank them for that. All right, let's turn the page now. Liberty going to Wake Forest this week. 5 p.m. kick on the road. I believe it's on the ACC Network. Wake Forest opened yesterday as a 15-point favorite. Wow. I was seeing 16, even 16 and a half today. Ooh, that's a lot of points. That is a lot, but... If you're Wake Forest, you get your stud quarterback. Sam Hartman comes back. Remember, he had that the kind of undisclosed injury before yeah. the season, was out week one. They clear him. He comes back on the road at Vanderbilt, throws for 300 yards, four touchdowns, no interceptions. 
Listen, he's one of the best college quarterbacks there is in the country. He's rewriting their record book there at Wake Forest. What kind of challenges? Because this Liberty defense has been good. They have not been challenged in the passing game like they will be on Saturday. Obviously, there wasn't a quarterback for the second half of the Southern Miss game. Right. UAB, they were trying to run the ball. This will be a different kind of test for them this week. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to figure this one out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no, Sam Hartman is an elite college quarterback. And not only is he elite, he's going to be a really good NFL mm. quarterback. I mean, they can play, and they have the weapons around them. Yeah. I haven't looked closely at Wake. I just sort of saw of the explosive highlights. receivers. They yeah, really good receivers. Um, you know that, obviously, being played in the ACC championship yeah. uh, last year against Pitt. And so, and having Sam Hartman, it, it's going to be tough. 15 and a half points seems like a lot. Yeah. But I will say this. I will say this. The depth on Liberty's defensive line, the improvement of speed at the linebacker position, mm-hmm. especially with Mike Smith. Yeah. And I think both the Liberty's corner, the secondary's good. I mean, you're not just talking about like Chris Megan. So you were saying after the game, yeah, the, we're just talking. You're like, they're yeah. just good at every they're just, level. They're, they're good they're at every level. not a glaring weakness anymore yeah. on this team. But, but I think you bring up a really good point is – is they have it's not like within the first two games that wow we've really got to hone our secondary we've had the opportunity to get a lot of a passing plays on tape and coach them up uh, uh just haven't had that the yeah. southern miss game was heavy frank gore was heavy run obviously they went yeah. into basically a power package and then uab wanted to run the ball so this liberty secondary they're going to face this as their first real yeah. real task no josh aldridge liberty code offensive coordinator says hartman's the best quarterback they've faced in the four years that Freeze yeah, and the staff has been that's here. That's a fair statement. The other thing to watch that's really unique about them, they have this this slow mesh on their RPO. Have you seen this? Very, oh, Where I'm it's like very well aware. quarterback and running yeah. back are basically just slowly walking, and it seems like it takes forever to develop. It's incredible. But as a defense, you're kind of you're kind of in limbo for a lot longer than typically I mean, you would be. I mean, it's it's you know obviously I'm a I'm a Car- I follow Carolina football right. very closely, so they play Wake Forest every yeah. year, so. Uh, you know, I've been watching this mesh, this slow mesh for yeah. years. It as a fan, it drives you insane. Yeah, I'm sure. Because you're looking at it and you see the ball, and it's so slow. They're just the quarterback and running back are just standing, and, and everybody's just. It's almost like everybody just. For a lot of people that haven't seen there. it, the first time they see this on it's Saturday, gonna catch you they're going to be like, "What is that?" Yeah. What it, and, and Hugh Freeze actually said today in his press conference, he's like, "I'm kind of jealous." He's like. I feel like I should study this more. Yeah. This might be something that I, I want to try to mess with at some point. Yeah, I'm surprised that we haven't seen it more from other teams because what it does, basically what they're doing yeah. from an analyst standpoint is they're saying, okay, are we going to hand it off? Yeah. Okay, so now you now your linebackers have to commit. Mm-hmm. So once they feel as if, okay, I'm going to put it right there in your stomach, and if those linebackers commit, now they come, guess what? I'm going to pull it out, and we're going to throw it right yeah. over top of you. So that it makes the linebacker say, okay, what have you actually done? Have you actually – okay, now you, you handed it off. Now I'm going to commit once I see the ball in your hands. However, you don't see any pressure. That's what gets yeah, you. You're just I, like – as a fan, you're looking at like, go tackle him. Go tackle him. <laughs> well, you, I wish it was that yeah. simple, right? So if, if they hand it off, okay, linebacker stay back. Quarterback reads it, takes it, hands it off. They pick up four or five yards. They squirt one out on you, right? Now – they, he puts it in there. Linebackers decide to commit right away. He pulls it back out, yeah. and now they're taking shots over over the top. So it, it, it is very effective what they do. It drives you crazy as a fan to watch, but it's it's effective. So the key then for Liberty defensively, what would you say? Yeah, I mean the key is you got it's all timing. Yeah, I mean you gotta you gotta get a really good feel. Uh, and, and I think what you're going to see Liberty do also is sometimes if if I think Liberty's confident enough that they can play some man to man. 
Like the receivers yeah. are good, but I think Liberty's confident can play man to man. If you do that, then you can commit a backer more right away. It's when you get into the zones and the backers start coming right now, and they're supposed to be in a zone coverage, yeah. and you leave this wide open part of a part of the field. And Wake Forest is also good too because yeah. they also know this. Well, we're pretty. Our receivers are pretty good too. Mm -hmm. And so if we force you to play man to man, they feel confident with a quarterback like Sam Hartman that yeah. they can beat you. So it's 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 tough. It's a good offense. Wake Forest ranked 18th in the coaches' poll, 19th in the AP, so a, a, a really good program that has been on the rise the last couple of years. Here this we go. Be a huge test for Liberty here in the early going with a young quarterback going into a very hostile environment. This is going to be a lot different environment than it was down in Hattiesburg a couple of weeks ago for Caden Salt. Who did uh, who did Wake opened up against VMI? Right, is that right? Yep, and, yep. And so they they handled that they handled that pretty good. Um, and then Wake Forest played. They won at Vanderbilt. They're at Vanderbilt. Pretty, That's pretty right. handily. Pretty handily yeah. at Vanderbilt. Yeah, this is going to yeah. be, well, it's gonna, I'll tell you right now, obviously this is going to be the best team that Wake Forest has played so far this year. Yeah. I, I mean, Caden Salter, the running game, the depth on the defense, you know, can, the, Wake's going to score. Yeah. I mean, they're going to make plays and they're going to score, but, you know, can you get potentially in a shootout with them and have a chance to win the football game? Sure. I mean, there's enough explosive players on Liberty's offense across the board to, to, to hang with to hang with Wake Forest, no doubt. Going to be fun. Five o'clock kickoff. All right, let's get to this. Before we go, you know we have to do the uh, the Flames Fantasy League. We've got oh, to give I you the, even, oh, yeah. the update on that. All right, so here, here's what we had. We had Joe was leading the way after week one. Yeah, that is no longer the case. Uh I feel a lot better doing this because Emily's not here. Good. So she's leading now. But what? were she here... I would probably have just skipped over this and we wouldn't have even talked about it. She's but leading? she's leading now. She had a big week. Day Day Hunter, Darrell Johnson had a, a great performance. In fact, uh, Johnson. Hugh Free said that may be the best game he's played really? in a Liberty uniform. Yeah, so he, really impressed with him. Trace on Clark as well. So so she scored about 40 points. No so way. She has 76 on the year. Yep. And then, Four. Joe, you had 18 points. What? Uh, your leading score was Javon Scruggs with eight. It wasn't as big of a game for Demario Douglas in the past. It wasn't. It so wasn't. That, so that do kinda, I get punt return points? You do not. You do not. So that kind of hurts you there. I'm, I'm objecting to this. You're, yeah, you're going to yeah protest. And then uh, I scored 35, so I moved in. 35? You have 58 total points. I have 66 now. Big week from Shadra Lewis. Got into the end zone. Also, oh. Ahmad Walker had, had a good week as well. Uh, fumble, I think, recovery and uh, forced. So doing fine there. Uh, but you know, one last thing as, as we kind of talk about that, and you kind of see our list of guys that we have on our, on our rosters here. A lot of those explosive players that we talk about really haven't had a chance to be that explosive yet because of what Liberty's figuring out at the quarterback position. I think specifically yeah. about a Caleb Sneed, yeah, who we point. expect big things to happen for yeah. him at some point this year. But new quarterback, trying to figure it out, a lot coming at him. They just haven't been able to get it in the hands of as many of those playmakers as they probably like to. Yeah, I think as it, once again, it's going to come down to to improving Caden Salter in the pocket and and being able to make those throws because that's a really good point. When you're a little bit, you know, like going to that game, you're unsettled at the yeah. quarterback position. So if you can be settled at the quarterback position, uh, then you'll start seeing there's, there's so many weapons. I mean, yeah. good, Noah yeah. Frith, right. uh, C.J. Yarborough, uh, Demario Douglas, Caleb Snead. It sounds like uh, C.J. Daniels could be close Daniels, to returning I mean, here in the next couple of weeks, I mean, potentially. It's all right there for T.J. Green should be back. It's another injury oh, update. Yeah. T.J. Green has a chance to be back on Saturday, so you get a little extra um, depth there at the running back position as well. You know what I'd, I'd like to see some Liberty offensively is get involved more in the, in the quarterback draw in the screen game. Mm. Shedro Lewis is so good with the 
right. ball in his hands, and you really just haven't seen that. They may be holding that in their pocket here, so that yeah. might be something to look for and look for in this Wake Forest game as you start getting a lot of pressure. Shedra Lewis draw quarterback draws that kind of stuff, yeah. opens some things up. All right, last thing, make our bold predictions for the week. Let's go back to last week. I predicted Caden Salter would have a 50-yard run. He had a 35-yard run. It was a nice run. So it was a nice run. Yeah, so, you know, it's yeah, it fine. Uh, Joey had two touchdowns for DeMario. Didn't happen. Didn't happen. Yeah. Uh, and then Emily had Jarrell Johnson with three. a lot three. of rain. Yeah, there was. A, yeah, that's right. That's right. It's not his fault. Jarrell uh, Johnson, Emily, said he would get three sacks. He got one and three tackles for loss. Again, that's if good. she was here, she would probably try to claim that as yeah. a victory, but yeah. we know that's not that's accurate. Not All right. Do you have a bold prediction for this week? What do you have? My bold prediction for this week is going to be – the guy that I really like, the guy that I really like is Mike Smith. Yeah. I think I think that that he is a big time middle linebacker. You know, be able to get him out of uh, JUCO and, and bring him here to Liberty. So I'm gonna predict that Mike Smith gets an interception. Yeah. He's gonna pick off Sam Hartman, Sam Hartman, and he's gonna get two sacks. Wow. Interception, that two sacks. Bold. See, at least my predictions are yeah. bold. Sometimes you and Emily. You're a little dicey on yeah, how bold. Yeah, you're not gonna like. You're not uh, gonna like this. Don't, don't, I mean, give me bold. I'm gonna go. Okay, I'll, I'll go a little bolder. I was gonna say, I think CJ Yarbrough's due for for a breakout game. Okay. And a big-bodied receiver in a game like this. He's played well against Power Five foes before. Touchdown yes. against Virginia, Virginia Tech. Tech yep. A couple big catches there. Yeah. I was gonna say 75 and a touchdown. I'll go 100 yards and a touchdown. 100 yards and a touchdown. That's, that's bold. That's enough, a good. Baby. If you go that's 100 bold. yards and a touchdown versus Wake Forest, 100 plus and a touchdown. That's solid. Yeah, that's pretty bold. That's All right, bold. we'll 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 go with that and we'll we'll check on these and keep. keep uh, we're we're kind of over right now, aren't we? I mean, I don't know. If we <laughs> no, I think it. I dominated. Or maybe we hit one on the first. I don't know. First two. All right. Anything else you want you want to hit as we get uh, rolling into week three? Let's see. Listen, those two wins, we talk about getting bowl eligible, and yep. Hugh Freeze talks about that a lot. Yep. You are set up now by winning those two games off the top. It's all right there for where, you. Where, it's all qu right there. Question for you, Matt Warren. Yeah. Question for you. Out of the big four. We'll just, yeah. we, we might, we'll just let's, you know what, right. let's address the elephant in the room. Sure. Okay. There's the big four. Yeah. Wake Forest, yep. Arkansas, BYU, Virginia Tech. Yep. Out of the big four that we that Liberty has on the schedule right now, where does this one rank? Winnability-wise and importance-wise, where do you feel as if this one ranks in those games? I think this is the second most difficult. The second most difficult. At Arkansas will be the most difficult. Wait, you're calling the Wake-BYU game? BYU just beat them. I realize that, but you get them here. You get them home. here. That's true. But at Arkansas, when they start calling those hogs, oh, and it's just ugly. sickening. It's disgusting. Just, yeah. uh, and it's it's going to be that's a different deal. That's a different deal. Uh, so I think second most difficult. Uh, I think I think the Virginia Tech game is very much in play based off what I've seen so far. Now we have a long way to go. Yeah. Teams will improve, you know, improve well, whatever. From level yeah. of importance to the program, mm. what do you, what, where would you put it at? Because it I think honestly, level importance of the program. Yeah. I think Virginia Tech's number one. Yeah, it starts at home, yes. right? You yeah. got to take care of one Virginia here. Tech. Then what would you say too is? I think. I think Arkansas. Be you win an SEC. You've beaten, yeah. you beaten, yeah, you beaten some team. ACC teams before. You've done that. But if you go and on the road and win in an SEC place, like that would be – that's different than that beating different. At, winning at Syracuse yeah. or or yeah. at Baylor or whatever. Like that's different. Yeah, I wonder how important Coach Freeze feels at Wake Forest from a geography standpoint. Yeah. Then, you know, obviously Virginia Virginia Tech and Blacksburg and then Wake Forest only way Winston-Salem's a couple hours away. Right. You know, do you face them in recruiting? Yeah. You know, Can you go into these high schools? Listen, none of them would hurt. To win, you not know what I mean? win, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be fun though. It's yeah. a good t early season test. Yeah, I know. You know, Fr Free said, "Well, I wish we had a couple more weeks to get Salter ready for this one." You don't, but it's yeah. gonna be a good test, a kind of measuring stick game to see. All right, where hey, are we early on? It, it, say what you want. Yeah, say what you want. Caden Salter 
is athletic enough and has enough football savvy in him, yeah. I really believe this, to keep you in the game. Yeah. Whether, you know, I get coaches, they X and O's, they sit around, they sleep in their offices, they do that <laughs> whole, you know, dog and pony show with all the X's and O's and all over the yeah. place. Sometimes, and I, don't get me wrong, Coach Freeze is a pretty smart guy. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. So he will play to his athletic ability, yet hone him up. And I think Caden Salter is an athletic enough guy and can make enough plays to keep you in the ball game. Joe? It's nice always, job by all, you. It's always fun, man. Nice job by you. Uh, He's American broadcaster. She can stay in Europe for an office. She wants to. I don't know. <laughs> no, yeah, we no, want no, 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 We want sure. We want her back. Hurry up back. This has been the Flame Central Podcast. Powered, powered by, by. Alcova Mortgage. See you next week.